I'm Kat Kabira, and today I would love to share with you about joy, happiness, and pleasure. Now, I'm really curious. Do you feel like you can choose to be happy? What's your relationship with pleasure? The other day I was sharing on Instagram about um, some, some sad news that I'd had and without going into any specifics, just how important it was for me just to allow myself to be sad and, um, you know, a sweet, uh, person that I actually don't know that well at all, um, was like, you can choose to be happy. And, and, you know, I'm curious, you know, I, I have some things to say and I'm curious for you, you know, what, what do you think about this? Do you believe this? Um, culturally speaking, you know, there are certain cultures and I'm, I, I was born in North America, America, United States, um, where there's almost like that, that friendliness, that happiness, that optimism, you know, it's almost like kind of wired into our culture. And I remember a few years ago, um, I was flying from uh, Zimbabwe uh, back into Europe and I happened to have um, a seatmate next to me who was from Scotland. And, you know, and he said, well, you know, because I'm Scottish, you know, we are ultimately pessimistic. You know, so the the choose to be happy or the optimism just isn't really wired into our culture. And for myself, because I've been teaching around the world now for almost 20 years, you know, I'm always fascinated by the the cultural imprints, um, the memories, the beliefs we have around what it means to be a human. And I do personally believe um, that it, it is a, a very United States American thing of like, let's be happy. You know, if we do all these spiritual practices, we're going to be pretty, uh, youthful, attractive, abundant, healthy. Um, and I, I know for myself, when I, I first started meditating back in 1997, it was about how do I meet my pain? Um, I am anorexic. I am suicidal. I, I'm uh, an alcoholic. Let me, let me take different drugs to escape, you know, anything to not be here. So the motivation was never about, will this make me happy? It was more, can this help me stay? You know, how do I meet this? And underneath that, it was, okay, like we're born into a mystery and what is death? What is life? How, how do I meet this? Um, it had nothing to do about uh, with abundance or uh, staying youthful. And while I'm not saying that like healthcare and taking care of ourselves and, um, you know, making money, you know, that that all is essential and, and something. I'm curious around, is there some pressure that you feel you might have of if I'm not happy or if this isn't making me happy, somehow there's something wrong? You know, I, you, you can't see this, but I'm actually um, videoing right on top of my piano. And one of the things I love about music and also painting 
is that it really is a place where it's like all the textures, all the colors, all the sounds are allowed. It's not like, oh, we only have, you know, we can only play in, in this range, you know, it's like only these octaves, only this rhythm. It's like, no, if we really allow ourselves to be vibrant, living, creative beings, we're going to play all the things. And, and how do we start to stretch ourselves to start to feel comfortable in these aspects? Um, you know, if I'm going to go into like a little bit more psychological side, it's like, how do we expand ourselves so that we can integrate the totality of who we are? You know, we, we are much bigger than this smaller identity that we've constructed. You know, a lot of identity, a lot of personality is, is, a, is a defense construct of, of how do I ensure safety? You know, how do I ensure love? Anyway, that, that, that was like a, a side note that I could talk about for two weeks, but, you know, happiness is, it's just one emotion and it's fleeting. And, you know, sometimes we'll even, you know, either try to recreate certain practices. Oh, if I eat these foods, if I do this kind of practice, if I take this drug, you know, if I do this and not that, then somehow I can guarantee a certain feeling. And the pain and the terror in life is that nothing's guaranteed. You know, the one guarantee we have, you know, without suddenly becoming a Debbie Downer is um, we're going to die. That's the one guarantee. Like it, it happens to all of us. And what are we doing right now in this, in this place? So I know for myself personally, there was always a pressure of being a happy girl, a good girl, a sweet girl, a kind girl. And, you know, part of my healing with my eating disorders was how can I meet all this undercurrent pain, this anger, this deep sadness, this rage, and how can I meet it as a sensation? And the beautiful thing is that when, when we're suppressing our feelings or not allowing them, they actually almost create like a stagnation in our life force. Like there isn't as much flow happening in the body. So in order to create healthy flow and in order to have more life force, we have to allow ourselves to be ourselves. And you might even know, like, we don't get to choose our feelings. A lot of times it's like, oh, I'm having this feeling. It's, it's not what I want to feel, um, but I'm feeling it. And instead of trying to manipulate, analyze, or fix it, it's like, can I allow that feeling to start to flow and move through me and see what happens? You know, when I, when I teach like how to strengthen your energy field or even how to have better boundaries for people who don't have their anger or rage turned on, you know, where they kind of like suppress it, like, oh, I'm not allowed to feel that, um, that actually will make your, your energy field not as strong. You know, it's like, oh, I've, I've got like a weaker field, weaker boundaries. I don't have that self-protection. So to me, there is an importance and a necessity to not manipulate ourselves, to not force ourselves to be happy. Um, you know, there, there is an importance of how do we drop into the more subtle and tender parts of ourselves and make space there. Now, with that said, sometimes there can almost be a danger where it's like we do it too much and it's like, well, but yeah, we also are allowed to enjoy ourselves. So sometimes there is a time where it's like, okay, like I'm, I'm, things are really challenging, but I'm not going to let myself just stay in this whirlpool. And that would be more, I guess the big distinction is when are we overwhelmed 
and stuck in feeling, that's not a healthy process. That's just being stuck in a, a whirlpool versus when are we grounded and healthily meeting ourselves and letting things flow. So the big distinction is when are we grounded and when are we not? And so there are times where it's like, you know what? Like it's, things are challenging right now, but I also do get to choose to enjoy myself or I do get to choose um, to, to pull myself out of this. And the key word here is choice. A lot of times we'll feel that we're like a victim of circumstance and, you know, the, the victim ar archetype lives in all of us. And where can we start to return to that feeling of power where it's like, okay, but where, where are my choices here? What's my movement? What do I actually want right now? Instead of like, oh, I'm just forced to stay in this. What do I actually want right now? I remember um, around last year at this time, I was in Western Australia uh, for lockdown. And after like kind of a, a crazy cold, rainy winter, um, I, I decided to go take a vacation. And I went up to Broome, Australia, the Kimberleys, totally gorgeous if you haven't been there. And um, I was so desperate for like a vacation and it had been some tough times. I, when I showed up there though, um, there were a lot of surprises. Like my Airbnb host uh, wasn't able to be in town. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't have time to clean the place. Now, if you don't, if you don't know me, like I actually love, I really love clean. Like it's my, it's my happy. Like I love things that are just clean. I love cleaning. It's just energetically. It's like, it's just a nice, it's just, I love clean. Okay. Like good smells, spatial organization, not too much clutter. Um, this is even too much clutter for me. This isn't my house. Just FYI. Um, and so I had to like readjust myself, like, okay, I'm, I've been so looking forward to this vacation. Yes, that bothers me. I'm not going to pretend it doesn't bother me, but I'm not going to let it like overwhelm me. Then like I'm taking the, the bicycle out to explore the area. And as I'm bicycling, the, the back wheel just kind of falls off. Um, and, and, you know, luckily, like I'm, I like caught myself. And so I, I call her up and I'm like, Hey, you know, like back wheel fell off. Like, is there a taxi I can take? Cause it was like an hour walk home and it was around 40, you know, 38, 40 degrees Celsius. And, uh, and, and she's like, Oh no, there's no taxis. You're just going to have to like park the bike and, and walk, you know? And I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to let this uh, bring me down. Now within that, I actually found two guys walking along and I was like, Hey, can you, you're going to help me fix my bicycle right now. Cause I'm, I'm not walking home. Um, so, you know, I, I allowed myself to turn it. Then finally in this 24 hour period or less than um, the fire alarm goes off uh, from 1 30 AM to 4 AM. And again, to this day, they have no idea went, why it went off. But even then I was like, I am not, I need this vacation. I, it's been a tough ass year. I, I'm going to have some fun. And, and that kind of became my mantra um, because, you know, I, I spent about a month in the Kimberleys and working on an Aboriginal community and I didn't really sleep much for that month. But there was a part of me that was really devoted to my own light and, and like I wasn't suppressing or bypassing. I was quite aware of all my feelings, but I was like, I also am not going to let these circumstances bring me down um, because I really want to be here. So there's a nuance in what I'm speaking of is that when we talk about choosing happiness, 
you can't suppress your anger or rage and you really do have to be aware of, of how you're feeling. And then it's like, okay, what are we going to do with this? Right. Um, and I'm speaking not just on a mental level, because a lot of these practices that, that people do, um, it's always like on a mental field and you got to work with yourself physically, emotionally, energetically, like that subtle energy that, that is what is like really alive in your body and affecting you. Um, and sometimes it is, it's like, yeah, I would love things to be a different way, but this is, this is what's here right now. This is how I'm feeling. Can I just allow it? A lot of the stress that we put ourselves under is not allowing life to be doing what it's doing, you know, always wishing it was something different. And then we can even turn it into something worse where we're blaming ourselves or blaming someone else. We're blaming the future. We're blaming the past or, or we're, we're escaping into future, escaping into past. And, you know, and, and, and yes, there's sometimes practical movements we need to make. Um, so by all means, I'm never saying just sit and meditate and just like deal. And if you do enough work on yourself, you'll be able to handle everything. No. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that sometimes despite your best efforts, there's going to be challenges, right? This is why I love surfing as like the, the metaphor, because it's like, we can't always, we can't control, we can't ever control the ocean. You know, we, we do get to just notice how do we take care of ourselves when we're in the ocean. So on a, on a different note, in terms of pleasure, one thing I've noticed in myself and, and one thing I've noticed in working with other people is it's not so much, are we trying to like suppress and force pleasure, but there's actually the other side where it's like, I don't feel like I deserve pleasure. I don't allow myself to have pleasure. And it can actually be really hard when things are going really well to tolerate pleasure. It's almost like a practice of can I allow this to be here? I remember back when I was in high school and I was in my eating disorder, um, my, my dad came in um, and, you know, just kind of like was walking through the kitchen and just kind of said, you know, I was researching and, and, and saw that, that sometimes people have eating disorders and they, and it really gets strong when things are going really well for them. You know, and I, and I, as a 16 year old, I was like, yeah, you know, it's true because things were going great at that, at that moment. I was winning all these awards. I was really popular. La 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 la. It's fucking miserable inside. And also I didn't know how to handle all that energy, all that attention, but also that success, it, it felt overwhelming. And that's where like, we can even see where we might sabotage ourselves um, in, in any various ways where it's like, we're starting to expand in our business. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're starting to expand, you know, do better. And it's like, we almost, it's like a new vibration that we were like, I don't know how to handle it. And there is a part of our ourselves that will go back towards like a, a, a more familiar vibration, even if it's not a good one for us. You know, so actually learning how to tolerate pleasure or success is a practice. And for those of us who have had a lot of trauma in our lives, um, you know, this is one where I'm personally specialized just because, you know, I've had a lot of complex trauma. And so my own work with myself is, you know, how, how do I stay here on this planet and not let my old trauma and pain and memories constantly interfere with my experience you know how, how do I actually thrive so the challenge with a, a, a nervous system who's had a lot of trauma is that it actually is hard for us to stay it's hard for us to relax 
um, you might notice, like I can see it in myself and I, I notice in the clients I work with where it's like, you know, our, our nervous system is kind of always jumping, you know, and it's, it's really hard for us to just kind of rest somewhere. So learning to rest in pleasure is a practice. Um, and it, it, it sometimes will require, uh, you know, another counselor, another embodiment practitioner, trauma practitioner, something practitioner, um, who works for you, um, where they, you can find a place of rest in your body when you're with them so that you have that feeling of that anchor spot that you can also kind of remind yourself to go rest in, you know, throughout the day. So practicing rest, it, it is a practice because for those of us with a lot of trauma are, we're hypervigilant. So it's like, we don't rest. Are you kidding me? Like, I need to make sure like things are okay. And, and that's why it's like, all the sounds, all the, all the movements, everything can be very disturbing all the time because it's like, we're always, you know, not fully in ourselves dropped in and it's not necessarily our fault. It's like, there's been an an imprint on the nervous system so early on that it's not safe here. So we're like an ultra, like, you know, tracking guardian, like got to watch everything mode. So knowing that you deserve rest and pleasure is, is an important reclaiming. And so I would, I would bring almost like a new layer of depth to almost that little Instagram, like you can choose happiness. Um, I do roll my eyes at certain things, just, you know, whatever I'm going to where it's like, yeah. And let's not beat ourselves up. If you have a hard time really accessing that, because if you have a history of trauma, it may not feel safe to receive pleasure. You know, there might be I don't, I don't really know what that entails. You know, like there might be an agenda there. Um, I might get attacked. It, it can be, I don't know that I deserve it. Right. So, so learning that we actually deserve pleasure, not because we've done things or have exceeded or excelled or been successful or giving things, but just by a human being, you know, we, we really are allowed to be. And so I would say that that's my, my real invitation. And it's less about like, choose happiness. Um, suffering's optional. I mean, I, I do believe that, that one of our superpowers is what do we do with what's been done to us? But it's really about how do we learn to be in life? And that, that's, that's, that's the real work. Because we can't stop the heartbreaks. You know, we can't stop the surprises. We can't stop death. Uh, and I, I, I don't believe that death is the ending, but we don't get to stop the, the exit from this body. But we do have the power to receive the beauty that's here. We do have the power to stop turning towards ourselves in attack and to start turning towards ourselves with love and care. That's my message to you. I hope you have a very wonderful day. I'll see you soon.